It's no surprise, thrifting is definitely a sustainable practice many of us can take to reduce our carbon footprint and spending habits. But how do you make something that's already sustainable an even more sustainable practice? Welcome back to Allow Us to Rethriftreduce Ourselves, a podcast about secondhand style, thrifting tips, and sustainable living. The podcast is hosted by me, Dina, and my best friend, Shannon. A recent conversation with a guest for an upcoming episode left us wondering, are we sustainable thrifters? And if not, what are some small steps that we can take in our everyday lives that will help us become more conscious thrifters and donors? We're excited to share our reflections and tips on this topic with you. Keep listening for a new episode from Allow Us to Rethriftreduce Ourselves. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Dina. I'm Shannon. Today we have a fun topic that came up as a result of our interview with a guest, Jalitza, for our 12 Months of Thrifting Glassware episode, which will be out next month. Awesome episode, awesome guest, one of my favorite interviews ever. Seriously, it was such a fun time. She's so she's so great. What an interesting person. Uh, so you'll hear that next month. One of the questions we asked her was if she could share some tips for our listeners on how to incorporate sustainability both into their everyday life and as thrifters. And Jalitza, from what I learned in the episode, Shannon, you know her better than I do. Shannon and Jalitza work together. Um, I've always known that she's been a big thrifter, but I didn't realize how much, how diligent she is with her sustainability practices in her everyday life. Oh, yeah. Seriously, when I think of somebody being a sustainable queen, that's her. Yeah. <laughs> like like anything that you could possibly think of, a better way to use it or to reuse something or just to think in a different way. She's always got a really nice outlook for anybody that wants to become more sustainable in their everyday life. Yeah. And I loved her response to that specific question, how What are some tips that you would share on how to incorporate sustainability both in your everyday life and as a thrifter? And specifically what I loved was her response about how she tries to be an even more sustainable thrifter. So the act of thrifting is a sustainable act. And so we wanted to know, well, what can you do to even to make it even more sustainable? And one of the things she said um, was that she likes to take her reusable bags. And then we just had a really great conversation. And then when we logged off with her, Shannon and I felt so inspired to dig m- deeply and talk more about this specific topic. You know, how can you be a more sustainable thrifter? How can you make an act that is already sustainable even more sustainable? So we thought <laughs> we'd a- break it down. Yeah. And share some of the things that we do. That's a mouthful. <laughs> I know. I know. And you know what? We do a lot of these things. We practice a lot of these things without realizing them. It was kind of refreshing to see that we've already been doing this. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I didn't realize I was trying to make thrifting even more sustainable than it already was. Right, right. Yeah. And then I think a lot of things we do, and this is, I'm talking about myself, honestly, is I do it willy nilly. And I want to be more thoughtful about some of the practices that we're going to talk about today, because they're all things that you've probably thought about or that you've done once or twice. And you're like, hey, I should do that more often. But then, you know, life gets the best of you and you, you know, just do whatever's fast. Yeah, I think if we just stop and think about something as simple as bringing a bag, you know, your own bag somewhere, we can all do our part to be 
more sustainable thrifters. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there are a couple things on this list that I don't do very well. Some things I'm like, oh, I do this in my sleep. I never even thought twice about it. Some things I'm like, oh, I don't do them very well. But like you said, I could, I could be more uh, intentional about it. So right. let's just dig in and, and share some tips on how you can make uh, thrifting an even more sustainable act than it already is. All right, let's start with the one that sparked the idea of the entire episode, which is bring your own bags. Some stores like Goodwill offer an incentive and some places like Goodwill Cleveland and Salvation Army actually did away with bags altogether. I love this because I'm just going to be super honest. I want the extra points at Goodwill and they, you know, they give you that. They're like, do you want a bag? And I'm always like, no. And then even if I have a cart full of stuff, I forgot to bring my bags in. I will just throw it all into that cart and dump it into my trunk and then get it home and then just get into the laundry room. Like there's, there's, it's not that big of a deal. Like you can make it happen. And I don't even realize that I'm being a sustainable thrifter. I'm just trying to get them points. I know, I know, I know. And it's only five points. Like it's not going right. to make or break, you know, your reward system. But of course they add up. But yeah, it's it's such a small amount. But I, every single time they remind me of it, I'm the same way. I, I'm like, just dump this all in my trunk or I'll try to remember to bring in my reusable bag. We can totally manage without the bags. I love that in some cases, like Goodwill and Salvation Army, I don't even have to think about it. Like I, I don't have a choice. I actually like the choice being taken from me because it makes me think of other ideas where otherwise my fallback will always be that plastic bag. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, Shannon, I have more reusable bags in my house and in my car than I know what to do with. I have so many totes and paper bags and like the the Aldi reusable bags. Like, oh my gosh, I'm drowning in reusable bags and I always forget to take them. So I love like, yeah, I love either the, the push to do it, the incentive, or just like, hey, sorry, we don't have them at all. So right. that's really, I mean, especially when you're a regular thrifter like us or like even like me, like I go every week almost and right. that's just like bag after bag after bag after bag. And yeah, it's harder to unload your car. But you know what a fun little thing I do? <laughs> Sometimes I won't unload them all at once when they're not in bags. I'll just kind of like take a couple things out every day or so. And it's like you just <laughs> went shopping all over again. You shopped your car. <laughs> I love it. It's like it's like a little like Christmas present every day or it something. It is. So I swear it's fun. You should try it. Just take like. Oh, I can see that where you're just like, oh, I forgot I even got this. What? Yeah. I'll open my trunk to get something. I'm like, oh, yeah, I bought this like set of cups. I let me take them in. And then the next day I'll take in some books or something. <laughs> the next thing that you can do to be a more sustainable, conscious thrifter is to wash and clean your items, especially clothing, before you donate. So this is more so about like the donating side rather than the purchasing side. But I just recently did a project with Goodwill where we were talking about the donation process because they changed some policies since COVID. And so I was really thinking about this topic. It was like fresh on my mind. And, you know, it's such a simple thing to do that will increase your like the likelihood of your items being purchased and not sent into the salvage stream or to a landfill. I think a lot of times when we're donating or cleaning out our stuff, it's like out of sight, out of mind, right? We just want it out of the house. We don't want to have to think about it. But if you take those couple extra steps where you are cleaning your stuff or making sure that it's in decent shape, that somebody could just buy it off of the rack, 
it's going to be, it's going to prolong and extend the life of that clothing much longer than, than if it were dirty. And another quick tip that I learned is that rubber band your shoes together because if they get lost, they can't sell them, right? They go straight into the salvage stream and who's going to buy them in the salvage stream? So they're most likely going to end up being sent to a landfill. And another quick tip is to separate your clothing from your housewares. I, in the past, was not very good about that. But not only is it like a safety hazard sometimes when they dump out the bag and like stuff could be flying out and breaking all all over the place. Um, but again, it kind of prolongs and extends that the the life of whatever you're donating. That that's an amazing idea because I think that I think we've talked about it before. Where sustainability, you really it really is all about no longer only thinking about yourself. Yes, and, and I think that. This is going to be a hard one for everybody because when we're getting ready to donate that stuff, that's no longer like we've disconnected from it. It's no longer ours and I don't care about it anymore. And the fact that you need to stop and clean up some stuff that maybe you're going to donate or um, wash some stuff, because that's going to be more resources from you to give back to the community in a way. And I think that, you know, that's you helping out other people because if you give really nice things to Goodwill so other people have the opportunity to purchase them. And you also give that clean item as well, like that took maybe a little bit of extra time to get some dirt out of the bottom of a shoe mm-hmm. or, you know, that it's, yeah. it is way more thoughtful of us to do it that way. So it can be properly sold at Goodwill. It is going to be harder to do because I'm I'm notorious for just being like, I didn't like the way this fit today. I'm putting it straight into Goodwill, not even going to wash it before I send it. I'm just going to be like, "Eh," and just because I want it in my, you know, egocentric, you know, state. I want to get rid of something now because I'm mad that it doesn't fit me the way I wanted it to or um, I didn't like the way I felt in it. It's all you're just hearing I, 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 but you have to stop and be like, okay, somebody might be able to really enjoy this if I give it properly. Right. Like something that has pit stains on it or deodorant stains yeah. on it, like just something like that where wash it or you can spot clean it. Yeah, that's a really powerful statement about sustainability and it not being just about us. Yeah, like great point about the shoes. Like I was mostly thinking about clothing, but I can't tell me tell you how many times I pass on pass on shoes because there is a lot of mud in yep. the soles, and I don't want to have to take a toothpick and start picking that out, you know. But yep. yeah, I, t- I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, and I can't tell you how many times I've found clothing that have dry cleaning tags attached. And I'm not saying that this person intentionally went and dry cleaned their stuff and then donated them. Maybe they dry cleaned it and then it sat in their closet and then they donated it. But either way, I'm always so pumped because it's so fresh and pressed Mm -hmm. perfectly. Like a lot of times I'll find blazers that are freshly dry cleaned. And it's just such a nice gesture. It really is. It really is. And, and if you think about it, you're like, oh, everything's done for me. I can just put this on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right off the rack. Another thing we can do is salvage damaged clothing. Check to see if your Goodwill accepts this type of donation. Um, some places do not. I'm just thinking of the specific moment where I was trying to give away this giant blanket <laughs> and the dude, the, and it was kind of like rough, you know, like, and I was like, just give it to salvage. And the kid was just like, uh huh, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, so make sure the people that you do make sure they do it. And I, I know specifically that Waterloo does, but did all the Goodwills 
like I feel like they don't because I'm thinking of like one closer to me that was that's the store that it happened and I and I felt dumb but so it's better to know um Goodwills are all by territory, so not every territory will do that. So like in locally in Akron, Goodwill Industries of Akron, so all of the stores that fall under that territory will accept salvaged items, but I don't know that all Goodwills territories will or like a Salvation Army will or some of the local thrift stores will. It all depends on the store. So just ask them. So let's tell everybody who don't know what the salvage stream is. The salvage stream is where items go that cannot be sold on the sales floor. The items in the salvage stream are then sold to textile recyclers who can either turn them into something else like insulation for car seats or rugs, rags, things like that. Um, and then whatever they can't recycle and, and salvage, then um, will be sent to a landfill or be sent overseas to a, another secondhand market. So it's like one last stop to try to use as much as we can um, and give our damaged or unsold clothing one last chance and, and extend the life of that. So in our case, locally here in Akron, our goodwill will accept salvaged items. So that means something that has like a stain on it or something that has like a small tear in it that is not wearable, something that's not like completely damaged because they want to be able to salvage it. They want to be able to recycle it in some way. So a perfect example would be, I have a sweatshirt that has a bleach stain on it. I can't wear it. It's in good condition otherwise, but they can't sell it and I can't wear it. So you put those items in a separate bag and you mark it as salvage so they know to put it in a different stream or a different box. And then they kind of sort through that and they figure out what they can can keep from that and what they can't. Right. I remember, um, gosh, I don't know how long it's been, but you had, uh, you talked at Pechacucha. Did I say it right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. And I remember this is where I learned all of this, and I thought it was just the coolest thing ever. But I, from then on, because we all have, like, the T-shirts that get, like, the little tiny holes in it. Yeah. Or, you know, like, jeans that you wear out the thighs. And, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, and, and I'm sure a bunch of you out there have donated this stuff because you're like, what else am I going to do with it? Yeah. It's either going in the trash or I'm just going to give it to Goodwill and they can figure it out, you know, which is not a good way to be sustainable to constantly let other people figure out your problems. So this is the the part where you can figure it out before it goes to Goodwill. And I remember you taught me, like, I just take like a, a brown box and write salvage on the side of it and put my shirts in there that have those little pin holes or whatever and give it to them. And and I've had a lot of luck with that. And I feel a lot better as a donator um, to do it that way because I know that it's the right thing. Because like, like if I would go buy this black shirt and then have all these holes in it when I got it home, I'd be pretty irritated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or maybe something that has like a lot of pilling on it. Like that's a super common one where... It's a, this happens to me all the time, especially with like fast fashion clothing. This shirt itself is in wearable condition. You know, it's not like stretched out or has holes, but it has all the little pilling, you know, little balls all over it that I, you know, can't shave them off or don't want to or whatever. That's like another perfect example that a common one that people run into where you're like, I don't want to wear this, but I also don't want to really donate it because who's going to buy it? So then that's like a great thing to put into a salvage bag or a salvage box. So again, not every thrift store does this. I feel like the majority of Goodwills might, 
but they might have different rules. So check with your Goodwill, check on their website. A lot of times they have all that information on their websites. Keeping the whole donation theme going right now, another thing you can do to be a more conscious or sustainable thrifter is to check to see what your thrift store actually accepts as donations. This was another big aha moment for me recently and just like in the last few years. Most major retail thrift stores like Goodwills or Salvation Armies and stuff like that will have extensive lists of what they actually accept. And it just reduces trash. So just read through that list. You know, back to your point, Shannon, about like, it's not always about us, right? Like, they're not, thrift stores are not your local waste basket, you know? (laughs) So look into that. And then if they don't accept that particular item, look into an alternative. A lot of times this happens with like electronics or big large furniture or things like that, that you spent the time maybe lugging over there only to find out that they won't accept it. Right. I, that's even happened with like baby items that have yes. been like they don't accept baby items because they don't want to deal with what's been recalled and what hasn't been recalled and all that kind of stuff. And I've even tried to give them like a um, humidifier before and they're just like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you do, you feel like, oh, now what am I going to do with this? But there are like local places that you can go and you can find in your community that you can take that old tube TV and they'll pull the parts out and recycle it properly or weird batteries and things that like we're really not supposed to throw in the trash. Like there are places that we can take this, this to be properly recycled. And we're talking about it from like a disappointment point of view, but you might be pleasantly surprised. Like you might go on their list read their list on their website and be like, oh, I have a bunch of those things in my basement and I didn't know what to do with them. Good to know that this thrift store, this Goodwill will accept it. So it's not always a huge letdown that they won't take it. You might be pleasantly surprised. I had somebody in a workshop years ago and I still don't know the answer because I never looked into it, but she's like, I have all these gallons of paint. What do I I do with them? I was like, (laughs) I have a feeling Goodwill won't accept those, but I, I... that's I always think about that question. I'm like, I should really look into it. Um, but stuff like that, where if you took a whole, you know, trunk load of paint to a thrift store, only to find out they don't take it, you know, it's just it's just smarter to call or look on their website in advance. Right. I totally agree. This is one of my favorite things because I still struggle is don't buy it just because it's inexpensive. I have such a hard time and I and I always think about times that we've been at the thrift store and you have like $20 worth of things, but you're like, no, I'm only spending $10 today. And then you have to like literally take half of your inventory out of your cart. And I watch you do it in awe because I would just fold and be like, no, I'm just going to spend 20 bucks, you know, whatever. But, you know, just because it is a dollar doesn't mean you have to buy $20 things. You you can buy that one thing for a dollar and leave everything else behind. Figure out if you actually need it. Figure out how you're going to use it. Think of like if it's clothing, can you wear it three ways? One of those things. That's really hard for me because if it fits, I'm probably going to buy it, period. But then I look at my closet and I'm like, yeah, you've worn that one way and it's just sitting there. So if you can just find the three way um, ways to wear things so it feels new to you all the time, it makes it a lot easier if you go by the rules that you set up for yourself. And I think this tip goes for the casual thrifters who are listening and the reseller thrifters who are listening. If you're a reseller and you're constantly buying things just because it was inexpensive, 
might want to take a look at your strategy and see which of those items are actually selling because $2 here, $3 there adds up when they're sitting and maybe they're not styles that people are after. One way to get into the habit of this, because I, I will say this is one that I'm, I'm pretty good at, is to go often, right? Like challenge yourself to go often and kind of train yourself to rethink buying everything in your cart. It's tough because you're going often. And so then in your mind, you're like, I'm buying more. But really like set yourself for up like a challenge and you'll start to see the less you buy, the better it feels because you're constantly seeing that there's no shortage of fun things, right? Like just because you passed on $10 worth of stuff last time doesn't mean you're you're not going to find $10 worth of stuff next time. So yep. it's a really fun challenge and, and going often will really help you do that. It'll change your mindset that like this is not the end all be all situation if you passed on it. There's more. There's always going to be more. Yeah, I, to- I totally agree with that. And then I think the most like liberating feeling is leaving a thrift store without anything like deciding and you're just like, (laughs) no, I've decided that none of these things need to go home with me. And then you're just like, yes, I did it. Like it's almost, it's empowering. I would say not liberating, like empowering, like you can do this. And then I think another thing is if you passed on that one thing that you really like, were like having a hard time, but you're like, no, I'm going to pass. And then you constantly think about it for the next three days, you know, then you're like, okay, I should have bought that or I'll go back and look for it. Or that's my new thing on my thrift wish. Yes. Like I I can find that again. Like you're saying, like, you're always going to find these things. Yeah. So if you, you'll, you'll find in the decision not to buy it if you really needed it or not. Yeah. And I found that most of the time when you do that, the second time around that you do find it it's just a better feeling. You're sure of the situation. You've thought about it. You've budgeted for it. Um, Sometimes that's not the case. It's like it's gone forever and you'll not, you never find it again. Um, That's rare. But um, I, I always feel like the second time around, it's such a great, it's it's a greater feeling. It probably feels like more meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I can justify it more. All right, so another tip for being a more conscious and sustainable thrifter is to follow the one-in-one-out rule as much as possible. I preach about this all the time. Um, That can be with clothing, housewares, whatever that you tend to buy a lot of. If you're bringing a lot in, make sure that you're sending more out or the same amount out. I'm not encouraging a lifestyle of constantly shopping and replacing your items. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying like if you find that you are buying more than you're actually needing or have space for, it might be time to just kind of start a one-in-one-out rule. And I feel like there's always something in our home or closet that we're not using, you know, yeah, I totally agree. So mm-hmm. the thing that's going out doesn't have to be this hugely valuable thing. It could be a mug, right? Like just yeah. anything to kind of maintain that practice. Right. I think my biggest problem with that is housewares. I definitely don't do one in one out on housewares because I tend to just keep all of it. But then now I'm in, in a pickle because... <laughs> You know, I have all this stuff and I don't have anywhere to store it, but it's really not time to have it out. And 
oh, now I just have to get rid of like a big box of stuff instead yes. of one out. I'd rather just do a little bit at a time and it doesn't hurt as much. Doing it through the one in, one out process is not as overwhelming and it's not as emotionally draining. Um, and yeah, you don't really feel it as much. And it could just be a matter of like sometimes I will come home with like a big haul and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's this is this is a bit much. I should probably pull, you know, five things from my home or my closet and then I'll just put them in like my box that I have in my closet that I end up taking at the end of the month. So it's just right. like making that commitment to do it, to doing it. Um, instead of being like, all right, Saturday, I'm going to spend all day downsizing all of my household items. Just do it, just kind of chip away at it. And it's not as overwhelming, both mentally, physically, financially, all that stuff. I totally agree because it becomes a big black cloud, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Make a list of what you actually need. So this is that thrift wish list that you always talk about. This is wonderful because I'll be in the thrift store and I'm one of those people that are just like, I'm going to go thrifting today and I'm going to buy every single thing that I find that I want because it's cheap. But that's where we come into the problem of Shannon has way too much clutter in her basement, (laughs) you know? So I think to, and then to, you know, be more sustainable, not constantly be purchasing things just to purchase them. And then donating just to donate, be thoughtful and caring in the and what you want to look for and think about like gifts that you can buy people and just different things that you can buy at the thrift store that maybe you're not going to always think about if you don't put it on a list. This is how thrifting becomes expensive, right? When you don't really have a plan. You know, I, I hear people all the time like, oh, but it's the thrill of the hunt, the thrill of the hunt. I think there's always... There's always going to be a thrill, the thrill of the hunt. But if you are thrifting often, if you're if you're making this a lifestyle and you're going, you know, once, twice a month, once a week, having a list is really going to help you stay focused. It doesn't have to be super, super specific all the time, but just being mindful of what you're actually, you know, going in for really helps. Yeah. And, and like you're talking about the thrill of the hunt. I think there's a thrill to finding something that's specifically on a list. Totally. Like that's pretty thrilling. It's actually, I, I prefer that thrill. Yeah, it's amazing, actually. <laughs> the next tip is one of my favorite ones. And it's think of ways to repurpose something into what you actually need. So I'm not really talking about the obvious DIY. Like we all know you can go to the thrift store and DIY something and turn it into something else. But sometimes when I'm thrifting, I'll be like, I need a specific item for my desk, for example. And maybe I can't find that specific item, but I find something else that can be repurposed into what I'm looking for without even having to DIY it. For example, you know, I always like to share the example of the clear uh, boxes that I use for my desk because I was, I was looking for something to put all of my desk accessories in that I could see and easily access. And I found these clear bins that somebody told me she thinks they used to be for like Beanie Babies displays. Oh, <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay, I had no idea. So I don't think they were made specifically for what I was looking for, but I'm using them for that purpose. Or a a lot of times I'll buy pitchers, like drink pitchers, and I'll use them as a vase. 
Mm -hmm. right? Like it has the handle and everything. Like it's not intended to be a vase, but I'll use it as a vase. And this is a really helpful one too for furniture. A lot of times I'll see people buying vintage cabinets or shelving or whatever that can be used for a different purpose. Just allow yourself to see the the potential in what that what the shape is like, what the texture is like, what how it can be hung, how it can be used in your fri- in your kitchen, whatever the case may be. Canisters that can be used for vases, whatever whatever it is that you're looking for. And you'll oh, know yeah. it when you see it. Always one of my favorite things to do is uh, use random random containers for plants. Like if you just mm-hmm. see like something really cute and you're like, oh, that'd be a cute planter like anywhere. Yes. And planters are expensive. So if you can like repurpose things to be planters, it's like a win-win. Yes, totally, totally. Another thing we can do is sign up for alerts and mailing lists to get notifications of sales and even save more money. It's so true because like if you want to spend less, then why not get the deals, you know? And like you were saying on our last episode, like when you have the deals, you feel like you are part of like this this secret club. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You're like, I can do anything right now. Yes, and like you're just so excited because you're already getting everything so cheap and then you're going to get it even cheaper. Yeah, this is one that really surprised me that a lot of people didn't realize to do this. This was one of my newsletter tips that I shared And I got so many responses like, oh, really? Like, I never thought to do that. I'm signed up for all of my favorite thrift stores. I either follow them all on social media or I follow their newsletters or I get their text alerts. And really, it's the best way to save and to be more sustainable because then you're only going on specific days. So you're not just like buying just to buy. You're becoming like more financially sustainable. It's just a good practice all around. You're really missing out on deals if you don't do this. Oh, totally. (laughs) And I think that we always find out about the deals first too, which is really fun. (laughs) And they kill me. Like yesterday I was texting you like, no, (laughs) not today. But I didn't go. But sometimes I'm like, Sometimes they're tempting, right? You get they that get text you. alert. Yeah, yeah. So when they're like 50% off the whole store. Okay. Yeah. I know. Oh, I'm like, so I will hard. go out in this snowstorm. But then, you know, that's actually a good point. Like, at the same time, you know, you're constantly getting dinged with these notifications of sales. You know, don't fall into that cycle because, honestly, you could go every day. Like, I get alerts almost from in some shape or form, whether it's email, text, or Facebook, almost every day. So, you know, just save it for when you know it's like the best deal. My favorites are the ones when I'm looking for a specific category of item and I'll get a text saying all coats are half off. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I needed today. Or all kids stuff is half off. You're like thrift gods. Thank you. Yeah. So like match up your thrift wish list to these alerts And kind of take a look at your list and be like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is actually a good time to go. If there's nothing on your list that qualifies for that sale, then don't, then just ignore it. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, (laughs) it is hard. It is. But, you know, talking about feeling empowered, it's such a great feeling. I felt so great that I didn't go yesterday. Oh, yeah, I know. I thought about it a couple of times. I was just like, what else am I doing? But then I like actually had things I wanted to accomplish. So I felt better about not going. Yeah. And the last one, we have to give a shout out to Jalitza for this one, is to make a literal thrift route before you leave the house so you're not backtracking and adding more pollution to our environment. 
I never did this before. I do it because I don't like backtracking because I'm an efficient. Yeah, I'm like an efficient (laughs) person. So I do this not out of sustainability. But when she talked about that, I'm like, man, what a great practice. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because it's like we do it more of like for a reason of timing. Like, don't take five minutes away from me because you don't know how to drive in in the area. Like, give me a break. Right. But she's just like. No, reduce your carbon footprint. And you're like, oh, I guess I am doing that at the same time. Right, right. I would love to hear what other people do. Um, Leave a comment and let us know because I think a lot of other people have some really creative practices um, that they put into place to be more sustainable, frugal, conscious, intentional thrifters. So... Speaking of being a sustainable thrifter, I just came from the bins. It was so good, Shannon. Like every Dude. time I go, I, every single time I go, I say, this is the only way I'm going to thrift anymore. I'm not going to a regular thrift store again. Of course, that never happens. But man, I consider a bins success if I find one item because mm-hmm. it's just so cheap. It is. It's amazing. Like it's that's how much it always should be. It's just it's so much fun Can to I t- get things that cheap. So speaking of thrift wish lists and being intentional, yes. sustainable thrifters, one thing that I've been thinking about, certainly not something we like need, but my daughter is really into dress up clothes right now. Like that is her go to game. And um I was like, you know what? I know I see this stuff at thrift stores. I'm going to just make a point to look out for like Disney dresses, costumes, princess dresses, things like that, that she can wear year round for dress up. And wouldn't you know, today at the bins, brand new tags and even the hanger from the Disney store still attached. Dang. Freaking princess. I don't think it was Rapunzel. I'm like, I don't care what princess this is. I'm so excited right now. And I mean, those things are like $30 on the Disney store website. And you got it for pennies. Oh, pennies, Shannon. Like, Like, I'm sure it doesn't even weigh anything. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I can't believe it was still on the hanger. Yep. Still on the hanger. Like, they had like this little paper hanger attached to it. And then I found bright silver hunter boots for kids. Ooh. And I found rainbow vans for kids. Oh, I want those. Dang it. Yeah. I'm going to see if they fit my niece. If they fit my niece, you can keep them. Oh, she'll Um, be so cute. Then I found vintage light bright from the 80s. Perfect condition. Ooh. With like the – remember they came with like templates and you would do like Garfield. How in the world is that in the bins? Straight up came with a whole pack of templates. Like Garfield is in there. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And then I found – Jalitza, that chandelier she wanted. Let's back up on that one. Let's say when we did that interview and she said, I'm having a hard time. I'm looking for a chandelier. I'm thinking about making one if I can't find one. The second she said it, I was like, Dina's going to find her one. I know it. I know (laughs) she's going to, I know Dina's going to be texting me being like, look at the chandelier I just found. And like, I just, I knew it would happen because it's just that thing that we've talked about before. Once you speak it into existence and ask other people to watch out for you, you're going to find it. You're going to find it always. Yep. And there it was. And I was just telling Shannon before we started recording, so many people were jealous of it at Goodwill. 
So Jalitza, you better do some like evil eye, juju, whatever, moon call, I don't know, whatever on it because people, this lady was in my cart. She touched it in my cart. What did she do? Tell me more. What did she do? She's like, she's like, I want that. <laughs> it's in your cart. It's You're in like, my cart. okay, cool. But I already found it before you. And she like started hovering. And then she said, then she went in my cart and she's like, yeah, this, th- I, I want this for my room. I've been looking for one. Uh, and so, you know, I just start like making small talk. I'm like, oh, I hope I don't burn the house down. She's like, well, I wasn't going to plug it in. I was just going to hang it. Dang, I'm sorry. I crushed your hopes and dreams. Like, it's not even for me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you had to have that awkward conversation. I would have been so annoyed. I know. I'm like, let me get out of here before this lady follows me out to the parking lot. (laughs) Like, robs me or something. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. How much was it, Dina? Oh, so it was four pounds. So I think it was like five dollars and some change, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, five dollars. How much is it? Dollar is it a dollar nineteen or dollar thirty nine or something a pound? It's something like that. Dollar right? something a pound. Yeah, definitely yeah. less than like. Yeah. So can you so, imagine a shan? She just got a chandelier for like five bucks. Oh, and it's so freaking pretty. If I knew how to do stuff like that, like how to like yeah. hang chandeliers, whether you're lighting them up or like plugging them in or not. Yeah, I would hundred percent be all over that. But I'm like. Eh to do this yeah too much it's too much work yeah. <laughs> i can't wait to see what jaleesa does with it i'm sure it'll be magical she'll have like candles in it or something yeah it's so beautiful it was just a really good kids bins haul day like oh that's fun. so many things i wanted for my daughter and like and i got a bunch of mickey mouse clubhouse books that the kids are into Ooh. it was just a, it was a good day let me ask you a personal question. It's not really that personal. How many pounds did you purchase today and how much did it cost? Oh, that's oh. a fun question. I got 12.12 pounds for 14.42. I'm not counting the books because those they don't weigh those. They're 50 cents flat. So the books were $4 okay. and then my weighted items were Twelve point twelve pounds at fourteen forty two total. Nice job. That's cheap. Yeah, for fourteen dollars. Here's what I got: princess Disney princess dress, a chandelier, light bright, rainbow vans, hunter boots, and a little cute little desk accessory from Hobby Lobby. It's like a light. Oh, Aww. do you have it with you right now? And no. It's in my car. And some artist donated a whole box of like hand-painted postcards. I'm talking there were probably thousands in there. There were Uh so many. And so I picked out like 10 of them. And like they say like beautiful, brave, powerful, like like empowering words. And so I got like a bunch of those. For probably like pennies. Yeah. That's included in the $14. Well, let us know what your favorite tips are on how to become an even more sustainable thrift shopper. We would love to hear them. And tell us your favorite find that you've ever found at the bins. We can't wait to hear all about your tips and stay tuned for another episode in a couple of weeks where we interview Jalitza, who inspired the topic of this episode today. 
Thanks for listening to Allow Us to Rethrift-Reduce Ourselves. For episode show notes, go to dinasdays.com slash podcast and let us know what your biggest takeaway was and what your tips are for becoming a more sustainable thrifter on Instagram at dinasdays or at Reduce podcast and on Facebook at dinasdays. To join our very important thrifter club or our best thrift friend forever club, go to thrifterclub.com.